So our scripture reading today gets at the heart of why we welcome children. It explains why we do things like VBS, why we have a child care ministry during the week, why we have Sunday school, why we nurture our children the way we do. It's a story about Jesus and children, and it comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 13 to 16. Since it makes sense to hear it told by a child, we'll have Jack read for us today God's Word. People were be bringing little children to Jesus. They wanted to him to place his hands on them to bless them. But the disciples told them to stop. Then when Jesus saw this he was very he was angry he said to his disciples let the little children come to me don't keep them away god's kingdom belongs to people like them what I am about to tell you is true. Anyone who will not receive receive God's kingdom like little children will never enter it. Then he took the children in the arms, in his arms, he placed his hands on them to bless them. Thank you very much. (laughs) Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Dear God, the Bible is a very special book to us but it can be hard to understand. It is so big and so old. What do these old words mean for our lives today? Please send your spirit so that we can understand your word. Please join us here so that we can know your love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. My mom said we had to go see him. The school kids talked about him from time to time. They talked about him like he was a superhero or something. If you play Pokemon, they talked about him like he was Arceus, the god of Pokemon. There's some debate about how powerful Arceus really is, but he's the one with the ability to create the whole universe from nothing. Now that's powerful. That's the kind of way they talked about him, the man my mother was taking us to see. But this man was no Pokemon. This man was for real, and he was good. He didn't come to destroy the world, but to save it. At least that's what I heard. Now we're going to find out for ourselves. We're going to see the man called Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth. Mom said all of us kids had to go with her to see him. For once, we all agreed on something. We all wanted to go. We were excited to go. We had to see if the rumors were true. And we wanted people to like us. You see, if we, got to, if we got to see one of the miracles Jesus was known for, 
the stories we could tell our friends on the playground. We might just become the most popular kids in school. No more bullying, no more name-calling, no more insults. You see, we're kind of poor. Maybe after seeing Jesus, we'd have stories that would impress them all. Maybe, maybe stories of Jesus throwing out demons. Maybe stories of Jesus healing people who are really sick. Maybe even stories of Jesus raising someone from the dead. All of this was possible in our eyes. That's the sort of man we were told he was, like Arceus, the god of Pokemon, except good. That's the picture of Jesus we had in our minds. So we took the trip of a lifetime, my brothers and my sisters and my mom. Well, the trip itself was pretty boring. There was a lot of walking and dust everywhere, and my little brother would not stop asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? He can be so annoying, but I love him anyways. He's my little brother after all. Eventually, we found the road where Jesus was supposed to be. At first, we didn't recognize him. I'd never seen a picture of him, so that makes sense, but I guess I thought I'd just know him when I saw him. Like, maybe there'd be a glow around him, or a halo, or maybe he'd be wearing a tuxedo or something. I don't know. But there was none of that cool stuff. He just looked like a plain young guy with a beard. Now, I don't want to lie in church. The truth is, it was kind of boring at first, once we got to the road. There was nothing too special happening. I mean, Jesus, he did have quite the gathering around him. That's how we knew it was Jesus. But he wasn't healing anybody, or raising anybody from the dead, or throwing demons out of anybody. He was just talking. Adult talk, you know. You kids know what I'm talking about, don't you? Adult talk. I could pick up some of the conversation here and there, but it was honestly kind of boring. He was just talking to some churchy people about something called the law. I heard the name Moses a couple times. Then there was some discussion about divorce. I could tell the church leaders did not like what he had to say about that. But that's about all that was happening. I couldn't even see Jesus over, over the adults very well. As the talking was almost over, I felt some pushing and shoving on my back. And then I looked, and I saw a rather large woman carrying two children through the crowd. She was bulldozing her way with two kids on her hips. She was trying to get to Jesus. Most of the adults in the crowd, they did not like this. I even heard some naughty words. But then, then my mom got the idea to follow Miss Bulldozer and to take me and my brothers and sisters with her. So if you can believe it, that's what we did. We were going to see Jesus. I was a little scared. I didn't like people saying bad words to my mom. But we had come all this way to see a guy named Jesus, and so far... Well, it was, it was pretty lame. I was up for the adventure. We followed Miss Bulldozer most of the way, and we kids, we held hands in a chain. Mom made us do this all the time. Do you know, have you ever done this? 
It was a pretty big crowd, so I wondered if we'd ever get to Jesus. And if we did, what would he say? Now, before I tell you what happened next, you should probably know a few things about my day and age. I grew up in first century Palestine. That's modern day Israel. Back in those days, children were not very popular in society. The basic rule was this. Adults pay no attention to children. Also, the more important you were, the more you had to follow this rule. Really important people, like religious leaders, they wouldn't even look us in the eyes. It's like there was a fence between kids and important adults with a big old sign that said, keep out. Now the adults we did get to talk to in those days, they were mostly all women and slaves. Neither of them were considered very important in our day. So the idea of my mother dragging a bunch of kids in front of someone as important as Jesus, it was madness. No wonder people were cursing at us. I guess I should have been more afraid than I was. Now this rule about adults and kids, it was pretty standard from town to town and religion to religion. Whether you were a Jew like me who had just one God, or a Roman citizen who had lots of gods, the rule was the same. Let me give you an example. I heard this one from my mom. She's actually pretty smart, you know. She told me about this famous Roman dude named Cicero. Have you ever heard of him? He, wa- he was pretty high up in the Roman government. There were statues of him and stuff, if that tells you anything. Adults thought he had a lot of smart things to say. But listen to this. He called children, he called children things, not people. He even said, and I quote, the thing itself cannot be praised, only its potential. The thing he's talking about is a child. A child itself cannot be praised, only its potential. That was the attitude of my day and age. We kids were not really seen as people yet, only as the potential of becoming people. That's a pretty deep thought, I know. Maybe compare it to the tadpole and the frog. We kids were just tadpoles in their eyes, not frogs. Now what I'm about to tell you is really sad, and it's kind of gross, but I feel like I need to tell you. I want you to know what the times were really like when my mother brought me to Jesus. Back in those days, there was something called exposure. It's a really sad thing, like I said, but nobody thought much of it back then. We kids were just tadpoles after all. But here's what happened, and it happened a lot. If, for whatever reason, the father of a family didn't want his newborn child, well, he would just command his wife to abandon the baby It was called exposure, because they would expose the baby to the hot sun and then just leave it there until, well, you know. The mother had no say in the matter. Like I said, that's just how it was back then. It wasn't common for Jews, like myself, thankfully, but it was very, very common for the Romans. It's hard for us kids to understand why a father would abandon his own child, But there were lots of reasons, apparently, like if the baby looked funny, or the baby was sick, or even if the baby was a girl, 
and dad wanted a boy. Okay, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I think you get the picture. Now you know just how crazy it was for my poor, scrawny Jewish mothers to drag us kids by the hands all the way through the crowds to Jesus. She was a brave mom. Most of them are, it seems. So let me continue the story. We were slowly inching closer to Jesus. I could tell because his voice was getting louder and louder. Mom was carrying my baby sister while keeping a fierce grip on my two-year-old brother. I was in the back of the sibling chain because I'm the oldest. I'm almost 11, you know. Finally, we had made our way through the crowd with more than a little help from Miss Bulldozer. And that's when we got our first good look at Jesus. I was surprised at how young he looked. I think he was like 30 years old or something. But when we saw him, we couldn't just run up to him. Like I said, important people don't talk with little people like us. In this case, there was literally a fence between us and Jesus. Now, Jesus' closest friends, they were called disciples. They formed this human fence, like a game of Red Rover, Red Rover. It's like they were his bodyguards or something. And when they saw us kids up the front, one of them shouted, Stop! And then the others joined in too. Stop, stop, stop! Right then, I heard the other mom say something about wanting Jesus to bless her two babies. I didn't hear the disciples' response, but I knew the answer was no. That made me really sad. We had come all this way. All the walking, all the dust, all the annoying questions from my little brother. And then we had come all this way through the crowds, the pushing and the shoving, only to be turned down. It's not the first time I'd been rejected, but this one really hurt. What would I tell my friends at school? I was already thinking up lies so they wouldn't make fun of me. No way could I tell the truth. But then, then I heard his voice, the voice of the man named Jesus. It was unlike any voice I'd ever heard. I mean, he looked like just a normal guy, but when he spoke, <laughs> I don't know how to say it, when he spoke, I felt loved. <laughs> Hearing his word, I felt like I had special powers, too. I felt strong and brave. I felt important. I felt like I wasn't just a dumb little tadpole anymore. When I heard Jesus' voice, it was like I was becoming a real person. There was anger in his voice at first, but it wasn't like the anger of the crowds. He wasn't angry at the moms and us kids. Jesus was angry at the ones who were being mean to us. I had never experienced this before. Usually adults were just angry at me. Stop that. Don't even think about that. Why did you do that? But this time, it was different. For once, I saw a man who wasn't angry at me, but who was angry for me. He was angry for my sake, 
because I was being treated badly, Jesus stood up for me, little insignificant me. He looked my bully square in the eyes and said, let the little children come to me. Don't keep them away. God's kingdom belongs to people like them. I was shocked. (laughs) He went on, what I'm about to tell you is true. Anyone who will not receive God's kingdom like a little child will never enter it. Then, Jesus took us kids into his arms. It's like we were in line to see Santa, but unlike those lines, there was no rush. Jesus seemed to have all the time in the world for each and every one of us. He was so patient, unlike any man I'd ever met. He took his time with each one of us. He looked us in the eye. He was happy to see us, and I mean really happy. The best part about this was that he prayed over us, and he blessed us. That's the custom for Jewish fathers, you see. Before a father died, he'd lay his hands on his sons and say a special blessing over them. But Jesus did this for us, and he did this for boys and girls alike. Those with fathers and the fatherless, he laid his hands on us like a generous father and blessed us. I'm not sure what all this means. I'm only 10 after all. But I get this strange feeling that maybe this is, maybe this is what God is like. After all, some say Jesus is a prophet. Maybe Jesus is showing us what God is like, even showing little tadpoles like myself. If it's true, then I think God is really great. He's a God of care and compassion, a God of protection and provision, the God of the little people, the God who welcomes children, the God of love, the God who is Jesus, our rescuer. What do you think? Jesus rescues. (laughs) Here's what I know. When Jesus blessed me on that day, I received something special. It was far better than any miracle I had hoped for, just so I could tell my friends a cool story. I received a kind of power when Jesus blessed me. I don't know how to describe it, but it felt like a superpower within me. It was, it was the power to love. The power to love even myself. Now, that's a miracle. It's like I became a real person on that day when Jesus blessed me. The very person I was created to be. But it's more than just a power I received more than just a sense about myself, I received something far greater from Jesus that day. What should I call it? It's like I entered a new world on that day, a world that I was made for, a world in which I was known, a world in which my presence mattered. This was a world in which people cared about each other, even little people like me. On that day when Jesus blessed me, 
It's like I entered a world where Jesus was always in it, smack dab in the middle of it, no matter what. Jesus has a word for this world, I think. What, what was it? I remember he called this world the kingdom of God. I've been living in it ever since. I mean, I still have problems from time to time. Do you still have problems? But I know Jesus is with me through it. When I'm lonely, I can feel that Jesus is somehow with me. When I'm worried, Jesus provides for me. When I struggle, Jesus helps me. When I do wrong, Jesus forgives me. And when I'm powerless, and I feel powerless a lot as a kid, Jesus gives me incredible strength. My world really has never been the same since that day. It's like no matter what troubles I have, Jesus rescues me from everyone. Perhaps that's why Jesus said what he did right before he picked me into his arms. He said this, God's kingdom belongs to children such as these. Anyone who will not receive God's kingdom like a little child will never enter it. But those, those who humble themselves like this little child will become the greatest in God's kingdom. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Thank you, Jesus, for welcoming me. Now, may I welcome others out of devotion for you. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, no matter how old we are, you call us all to become like children, to come to you in humility, to come to you depending on you as our good Father. We pray on this Father's Day that we would know you as the best possible Father we could ask for. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.